1: to our podcast.
0: True Crimes and time. I'm Kirsten. I'm Michelle, obviously. <laughs> you hesitated, are you sure? Yeah, I was gonna try to say something different, but you I couldn't try to think say of anything different. We both do. <laughs> Literally, um I'm always trying to make the intro different and Kirsten's always forgetting it. So Yeah, I always forget it.
1: Anyway, um I'm back this week with a true crime episode. <laughs> um if you're new here, we switch every four weeks I'll do true crime for the next four weeks, and Michelle will do the story time episodes, and mm-hmm. then after four weeks, we'll switch back. So this is my first episode of the month, I guess. And I'm bringing you a doozy.
0: It always is a doozy. It always is a doozy. Honestly. I, when does it ever it turn out good? Har- never.
1: It hardly ever turns out good. Yeah. Um, I had not heard of this case Mm-hmm. It is the case of the boys on the tracks. It's yeah, I've never heard of it. It is referred to as. It was suggested to me by a friend of mine that I work with, Nolan. What's up, Shout Nolan? Shout out to Nolan. Thanks. Thanks for um, the suggestion because this case blew my mind.
0: Thanks for um, having Kirsten ruin my life again. <laughs> it's not going to ruin your life. Well, it might. Um, ruin my um. Me believing in humanity.
1: Oh yeah, let's that's, just say that that's definitely gonna be ruined by the end of this case.
0: Yeah, thanks. Nora.
1: Um, Jeez. <laughs> before I get into it, I just want to put a disclaimer: half of this case is just a big old allegedly, because it has to do a lot with FBI officials, CIA officials, and a former president of the United States. So
0: we're just is gonna it Donald Trump? um no oh is it barack obama no you'll this find is out. 1987 oh yes, okay my bad find out. i was just thinking this was an earlier no. case i don't know why
1: no um so a lot of this is just alleged Mhm. this is not half of it is not fact mm-hmm. it is alleged okay we're just gonna keep that in mind for this whole episode okay <laughs> so i am gonna split this into two parts because I don't want to rush it, and I also don't want the episodes to be an hour long. Because there's going to be shame, a lot of... Shame, shame, It's It'll be okay. It'll
0: be <laughs> worth it, I promise. I don't know. I think people might like the hour-long episodes.
1: You think? I just don't want it to be too, too long.
0: No, I get you. Um. Um. Can we just say, um? remember when I did the second part of Catherine Sesnick and Joyce Malecki, and uh-huh. it was like an hour and 45 minutes? Oh, uh, yeah. That was a bit long. Ooh. Yeah. But. (laughs) That was a hell of an episode. It was. That seems like
1: so long ago.
0: It really does. Um. But anyway.
1: Without further ado. You want to just get right into it? Let's go bro. Okay. So. In the early hours of August 23rd, 1987. A 75 car long. 6,000 ton cargo train was making its way into little rock arkansas that's where it's gonna take place okay Arkansas. the train was over a mile long so this train was jesus huge and it was going 52 miles an hour approximately okay and so far the run had been normal just as it would be any other time So it was going through the town of Alexander, Arkansas, Mm -hmm. and the engineer of the train, Stephen Schroyer, said he saw something on the tracks, but he couldn't tell what it was. Okay. So he got closer, and then he realized that it was two boys laying motionless across the tracks. But since it was, like, dark out, the train was going so fast, he Mm -hmm. couldn't see until he was close to it he put the train into like an emergency stop threw the brakes on it started blowing the horn but they didn't flinch they didn't move at all he was unable to stop in time before hitting them from the time he saw them to the time he hit them was like three seconds okay so it was like yeah trains go by pretty
0: fast i mean they look slow when -hmm. you're like watching them you know but they're actually going pretty decently fast yeah
1: especially when it's like in the middle of the night Mm -hmm. dark out yeah he wasn't expecting to see anything Mm -hmm. he couldn't tell what it was from far away by the time he got realized what it was it was too late
0: also fun fact um don't get close to a train when it's going by it can suck you in are you serious i'm dead serious i didn't know that if you get really close enough like if you get close enough it can suck you in that's scary so don't get close to it Yeah, just stay away from train tracks. Yeah, don't have your headphones in while you're walking on the train tracks either. That's not great to be doing. Mm -mm. But just in general, fun fact. Yeah,
1: I didn't know that. Yep. So, after like three seconds of laying on the brakes, blowing the horns, the train hit the boys that were laying across the tracks. Jeez. The weight of the train was so heavy that it didn't stop for a half of a mile.
0: I'm really not surprised. Like, it
1: just kept going. And he had like... Yeah, the they break take, was on they take
0: a while to like slow it down. was not stopping yeah i mean especially like you said if it's like a mile long or whatever
1: right so when he hit the boys mm-hmm. when they were hit it was unusual because the i'm gonna i'm gonna put a, a trigger warning because i'm gonna have to use like Very descriptive words, Mm -hmm. and it's pretty gross. Okay. So, when you're, like, driving and you hit an animal, Mm -hmm. and it, like, it's, like, really fast impact, and it, like, they kind of
0: spread out. They explode on the front of your car, yeah.
1: It's red. Like, their Mm -hmm. blood is red. Because that's what happens when, like, the blood hits the air.
0: Oh, yeah. Or whatever, it turns Mm -hmm. red. Well, also, if you're hitting at a speed, like... Right. Depending on how fast you're going, the impact speed is, like... Forty miles per hour, or sixty they, or however they fast you're going. To nothing. Yeah. If, if it's a smaller animal, yeah.
1: Right, but it's red. Their blood is red. Mm-hmm. Well, when the train hit the boys, they did that same thing. They kind of spread out, mm-hmm. but the blood was not red. It was like thick mm-hmm. and dark purple. So it's like um,
0: coagulated or whatever it's called. Um. Like De- they were
1: deoxygenated. But yes, kind mm. of the same thing. I
0: just thought they were like dead for a while.
1: Yeah. Okay. That's what it is. So, like, when you die, mm-hmm. you're like if you die of natural causes, mm-hmm. your blood inside your body begins to thicken and deoxygenate because it's not running through your
0: body anymore. It's, like, stood still. By the way, I just looked at your notes. That's what it says. Yes. I try not to look at the notes while you're telling me a true crime because I don't want to read ahead. No, it's okay. So, sorry. I just try not to look. Yeah, no, it's okay. (laughs) So, I'm just watching you and I didn't realize. It's okay. So, basically,
1: they were already dead when they were laying on the tracks, when they were hit by the train, judging by... The way that the blood was. Mm-hmm. Makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, makes sense to us. If they were dead, yeah. But it doesn't make
0: sense to anybody else, apparently. Oh, well, that was my first thought, is that they're already dead. Right. It's so, not like they're aliens or some shit. Yeah, no.
1: Your blood is not like that when yeah. you're alive.
0: No. But if, since it
1: wasn't consistently running through their bodies. Right, it... It, like, stood still, coagulated. It's like when it
0: curdled. Yeah. Yeah. That's like when milk goes bad and it starts to curdle. Like, that's the same thing that happens with your blood when you start to go into, like, rigor mortis and stuff. Right. Your blood's not flowing, so your limbs get stiff and your blood just... Ugh. It deoxygenates. There's no oxygen left in there. So, that was immediately
1: noted by everybody on the train. There was, like, four people on the train. Mm Mm-hmm. They were like, oh... Because trains, they they hit stuff all the time. They hit animals all the time. Oh, I'm
0: sure. 100% sure. they're used to seeing that. Mm -hmm. Seeing,
1: you know, the red blood everywhere. Mm
0: -hmm. So, they thought it was weird. Also, when they hit, like, a small animal, they probably just keep going. Like, they're not going to stop the train for that.
1: I'm sure if they hit any kind of animal, they're not going to stop the train.
0: I mean, if it's a deer. If it's a big buck. And, like. If they're going, like,
1: 60 miles an hour, there's not going to be much left.
0: I know, but I'm just saying they might for a big buck. Yeah. I mean, it depends. It's a 60 mile per hour impact train versus a car. I mean, a car is basically done for if a buck runs out in front of you and you're going 60 miles per hour. I don't know how it is for a train, but. I'm, the trains are freaking heavy. This oh, one for was sure. This one 6,000 tons. I know. I'm just saying like, do they stop the train for that? So, I need to know. Do you I guys, are one of you guys a conductor? Please email us. Tell us. us. <laughs> I need to know. Do
1: you stop the train if you hit a deer? Yeah. This is what we really want to know.
0: Yes, please. So, I need to.
1: So they thought that was weird.
0: Um the whole Well I guess thing. they don't um research true crime on like yeah. a daily basis. No.
1: <laughs> so S- so the two boys that were on the tracks were later identified as sixteen year old Don Henry and seventeen year old Kevin Ives. They were only identified by their dental records. Because oh, wow. there was well, yeah. not a whole lot left. That's sad to say, but that's how it was. Yeah. They were best friends and were popular seniors at their high school. Um, They were, like, just really good kids, never got into trouble. Mm -hmm. Um, They liked to go hunting. They went hunting a lot. They went spotlighting a lot. What's that? Spotlighting is when, like, one of them has a a flashlight and one of them has a rifle. And so, like, the person with the flashlight would, like, um, light up something in the dark and then the person with the rifle would, like, have to shoot it, basically. And apparently it's illegal in Arkansas, or Hmm. was at this time, which I thought was weird, but...
0: Interesting. That sounds kind of like a dangerous game.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That might be why it's illegal.
0: Yeah. Well, somebody probably got hurt. Yeah.
1: So, um, the state medical examiner, Dr. Femi Malik, this guy's a fucking joke, by the way, um, said that they were under the influence of marijuana and ruled the deaths an accident
0: okay but hold up no I honey no i'm sorry laugh. hold up let me let me speak i can't hold the laugh let me speak because did the marijuana kill them no so they were already dead on the tracks why aren't you worried about that part you fucking dummy marijuana mm. <laughs> we're gonna i'm sorry <laughs> we're gonna get Ooh. more more Ooh. into that literally you put what in the notes w-u-t literally the old lady that doesn't have any teeth meme what? where she's like I put, what
1: i put what in my notes so many times
0: that doesn't make any fucking sense it doesn't it, make any he sense. does sound like a fucking joke he i'm not is, even a medical examiner and i know he is a that fucking that fucking stupid he is a fucking joke i'm sorry y'all but i'm on one i'm ready to go <laughs> it what's doesn't, up that's not dr even... famy malik malik
1: it, that's just the beginning of him. Allegedly, you're a dumbass. Allegedly,
0: <laughs> you need your degree taken away. Seriously, because mm, I don't think so. He's probably not even a medical examiner anymore. I don't. I fucking not. I would hope really not. hope not.
1: but I fucking hope not, because you just wait. Okay. <laughs> just wait until we get more into
0: this. I'm probably going to get more pissed, aren't I?
1: <laughs> yes. I promise you okay. will. Okay. So, obviously, the parents of the boys were not happy about this ruling,
0: I'm not even related to them and or know anything about this case and I'm not happy with this because it's Mm.
1: so they started fighting to find out what really happened to their kids as anyone would uh Kevin's father Larry couldn't believe that his son was so passed out and out of it on marijuana that he couldn't hear or feel the train coming because that that makes literally no sense That they were that out of it from smoking some weed.
0: That they couldn't hear the train coming. Honestly, I'm fucking speechless. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) I mean, I understand that this is the time of, like, Mm -hmm. Satan and, like, all this other shit, like, in the 80s, you know what I mean? Yeah. Marijuana's bad and Metallica is devil music and all this type of shit, but, like, bruh, come on. Yeah. I guess I have to, sorry, I have to understand also is, like... Our whole lives, we have had any information, like, almost our whole lives. Just at the ready. Just... At the tip of our fingers. Yeah. We could search anything we wanted to, anytime. So, I guess I have to kind of realize that a lot of people were not educated like we are now. Right. Yeah. So, I can't blame him for thinking that because of, like, all the... I don't know. Um, what do you want to call it? Not speculation, but just... Propaganda. Not even propaganda, but just the stigma Oh, of, oh, like, oh. marijuana at the time and things like that. Like, I can't really blame him for thinking that because he doesn't know any better. Yeah. And there's no information for him to actually look it up because yeah. the government doesn't want people doing it either. Yeah. They all said it was bad. You well, know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Well, Larry said that Kevin was never even into, like, marijuana or drugs that he knew of.
0: Yeah. Because well, he
1: was a good kid and he was, like, always home, like, um, of his parents, there was always a parent home with him at all yeah, times and right. he was like 16 years old like and teenagers will be rebellious and do things behind their parents back I mean but that's you the kind thing. of have an idea like well, when your kids are doing something that they shouldn't be
0: well that's the thing also is that like damn I forgot what we were saying sorry oh no that um parents don't always know what their kids are doing right it doesn't matter like if you're the best parent in the world like kids are good at hiding stuff yeah. in my opinion like there oh, yeah. are things that my mom will never find out about me yeah that i did mm-hmm. because i don't want her to know but i and I it's think, not her fault either
1: i think if if his son was doing drugs he would be like more rebellious and trying to like you know just go against his parents wishes or whatever they wanted him to do but he was a really good
0: kid well it also depends on like the relationship that he had with his parents you know what i mean like
1: and according what everything that his parents said like mm -hmm. they had a really good relationship well
0: then he probably was he may have gotten to the point where he told him like hey i smoke weed or something like that you know of that nature but Mm -hmm. he might have thought oh they're gonna think different of me because i do this like Mm -hmm. i don't think kids that young should be smoking weed i really don't yeah yeah because our brains are not developed all the way yeah no i mean after 21 i think is okay but Mm -hmm. this young i don't think is okay personally um but that's just me i i mean regardless yeah i i have no problem with marijuana whatsoever but i just don't think kids that young should be doing it but like i said kids hide stuff and they're good at it regardless of how good of a fucking parent you are Mm -hmm. your kids can hide shit yeah sorry it's just how it is like
1: it is but Kevin and Don they were both pretty typical teenagers Mm -hmm. too um they liked to hunt like I said before and work on their cars
0: such a 1980s thing
1: yeah Don was a comedian and Kevin was his biggest fan
0: well that sounds like us I'm the comedian
1: you're my biggest fan um I think I'm the comedian thank you very
0: much (laughs) it's debatable
1: (laughs) most weekends um it's said that the boys like went on double dates mm-hmm. uh, but this particular night August 22nd 1987 uh, Kevin and Don met a group of friends on the outskirts of Little Rock at a local gathering spot. The two boys left their group around midnight to go back to Don's house. Okay. Kevin waited on the porch while Don went in to talk to his dad Curtis. Curtis said that Don came into his room around 12.15 a.m. and said that he and Kevin were going to go out hunting. He took Curtis's spotlight in his own twenty-two rifle. Because they went hunting a lot. Like, he had his own gun. Yeah. Uh, the boys went hunting along the tracks at around 1 a.m.
0: Well, also, let's just say, if you're responsible, like, with a gun at 16 and your parents, this is the 1980s. Like, yeah. They don't care. Yeah, no. I mean, 16-year-olds were, had their own guns and stuff. They're just going hunting. Yeah, it's like... They were I, responsible with it. I wouldn't let my 16-year-old have a gun in this day and age. No. no, but I can understand why in 1987 that they did this. It wasn't as much of a problem. Yeah, exactly.
1: So, three hours later is when the train would come speeding down the tracks towards where Kevin and Don's bodies were laying.
0: According to Stephen... <laughs> I'm sorry, that wasn't funny. You just put where the Kevin... <laughs> oh
1: my gosh, I didn't even realize. I was doing this this morning and um, was rushing. So, there's going to be some grammar errors. Anyway, I just
0: thought that was funny. It is funny.
1: Um, so, according to Steven, who was the conductor of the train, he said it looked like the bodies were placed there, the way they were laying. Mm-hmm. They were laying exactly parallel on the tracks. Okay. Their legs were, like, across the rails, their torsos were between where the tracks were, and then their arms were down by their sides. Like, not a natural position.
0: Yeah. Um, you and wouldn't then, just lay across the tracks like no,
1: that. No, and they were laying exactly the same way. Yeah. So, it's, like, kind of weird. Kind of weird, for sure. Don's rifle was also, like, laying next to him. Hmm. And they were covered up partially by a light green tarp. Hmm. Why they had a tarp, I'm not sure. Maybe it was part of their hunting gear, or I don't know. I
0: don't really... Don't know where the tarp tarp came from yeah i don't really understand why they would have a tarp yeah i don't know i guess i'm not really a hunter but yeah um he said that neither of them were moving
1: and when steven blew the train neither of them like flinched even a little bit like they had no reaction to like the horn
0: well because they were dead
1: yeah allegedly Um, um allegedly they were dead allegedly they were dead before they hit the before the train hit them
0: Blood. Was...
1: Allegedly they were dead. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not scientific
0: facts or it's, anything. It's
1: but... not fact, but it allegedly they they were dead.
0: Allegedly it's fact.
1: Um uh, allegedly <laughs> it's fact. Um after the train stopped, he immediately called nine one one and the police were on scene within thirty minutes. Okay. The EMTs the EMTs, mm-hmm. they have degrees. Okay. actually it's a certification well whatever they have a certification they know these things Mm -hmm. they noticed the thick dark purple blood Mm -hmm. and determined that the boys were already dead before impact Mm
0: -hmm. right the emts yeah you know this is their job Mm -hmm. i i mean i was an emt once upon a time i would know
1: (laughs) even though everybody seems to notice this dark purple blood and that they were probably already dead before impact. The police still treated it like an accident. Oh my god. Here we go again. They said that the people on the train were hallucinating and imagined
0: the dark purple blood. I'm The, po- the police said this. That they were hallucinating. Hallucinating on what exactly? I don't know. So the boys were on marijuana and they were just lollygagging on the tracks and the people on the train were doing lsd or mushrooms <laughs> or some shit <laughs> something
1: something along those lines
0: <laughs> yeah i told you this case was gonna be like get what frustrating. the fuck <laughs> you just wait oh It's it so much worse the police, bro i'm sorry the police pissed me off <laughs> no just a wait. Lot. just okay, fucking okay, okay. wait
1: <laughs> okay um so when the police were gathering evidence from the scene mm-hmm. they obviously had to like collect their bodies
0: yeah, and I feel like In the a coroner way, would also, the medical examiner should have seen that those,
1: I, well, you
0: the know man, what? I feel like
1: Dr. Malik is a fucking joke. Well, you know what,
0: <laughs> let me say something else, though, is that the coroner or medical examiner, the time of death would have been similar if they just died, like, a few hours earlier. You know what I mean? If, yeah. If he got the body parts and took them back and were mm-hmm. examining them, the well, time of death still would have been similar, but, like, the purple blood obviously shows that they were dead. allegedly yeah since we're not allowed to say that yeah so when they were gathering their evidence
1: they were just kind of like throwing it into bags they like really carelessly just like jesus "Mm," tossing these are actual people yeah police officers they even they were so careless that they forgot a foot from one of the boys and didn't come to get it until three days later oh
0: my god yeah did anybody stumble upon the damn foot i hope not well i think like
1: um whoever found it i don't know wherever it was at they probably like saved it for the police but the police were like i don't give a fuck and didn't get it for three days later yeah so um they also never found the tarp i guess I put quotes mm. around never found like maybe they just yeah, like, yeah I don't it, know I, I guess don't...
0: I guess maybe they the tarp got torn up or like flew off because of the train yeah. like the train is at pretty high speed and it could
1: have got like caught in the wind or yeah whatever. like
0: I I might I might let that slide that's but why I honestly put it's kind of it. like. Eh. i'm skeptical it's a little sus i'm skeptical
1: if the conductor said something about a tarp that was probably something they should look for Mm -hmm. but who knows i'm not a police officer i could also see
0: like the tarp like getting cut right because of the train on the tracks just like the body parts like Mm. the bodies were above like obviously above but what if the tarp got like sucked underneath and it was under the train and And they just never found it yeah maybe yeah that's that's a possibility. I mean, it's skeptical. I'm skeptical about that, but I can yeah. see possibly.
1: So, um, like I said earlier, mm-hmm. Dr. Malik said it was from the marijuana. <laughs> what yeah. he specifically said was that they had both smoked the equivalent of 20 marijuana cigarettes. Oh, my good God. And had been in a deep sleep induced by the psychedelic effects of the drug. And that's why they ruled it an accident.
0: No. Blank face. No, I don't think so, buddy. <laughs> no. I don't think that's how it works. Mm. Mm-mm. Like I. I, I don't. <laughs> you can't. Yeah. No. Um. Yeah. So. I'm just gonna be quiet. Like I
1: said earlier, this medical examiner is a fucking joke. Sounds he like it. Has had a long history of problems. A long history exam- of being a fucking joke? Yeah. So, he, before this, on a different case, mm-hmm. he accidentally accused the doctor of killing his patient because he didn't know how to read their chart. Like, he read the chart wrong. <sighs> yeah. On, a, and on another instance, he was um, on scene of a man who had been shot in the chest five times. Five times in the chest. Yeah.
0: And said that it was a suicide excuse me no <laughs> i don't fucking think so like
1: once in the chest whatever but five times
0: no that's, that's not, not a suicide, suicide. because the first the first bullet that goes through your heart you're done yeah you're not gonna sit there in five times it's hard enough i feel like if you were to commit suicide to do it once because you're scared yeah like yeah if you're gonna commit suicide you're obviously like very depressed and like five that. it's hard enough to do it yeah let like you said let alone five times yeah that's bullshit so the parents of
1: the boys decided to hire their own medical examiner let
0: me applaud you right there because thank you thank you they
1: actually hired two but we're just gonna talk out talk about one okay right now is the
0: other one oh later um or is it just kind of like
1: okay Um. So, we're going to talk about Dr. Joseph Burton. Okay. Was the medical examiner that they hired.
0: Don't let me down. He said
1: that Dr. Malik was completely out of his mind and had no idea what he was talking about. Thank you. He said that there was a little bit of THC in their system, but not as much as Dr. Malik had claimed. Like 20 maybe, marijuana like maybe, cigarettes. Like, maybe a oh joint. Like, maybe yeah. one. Like, they were Jesus just chilling. Christ. He also determined that before he died, Kevin had been struck in the head and his head was caved in with something like the butt of a rifle.
0: Which would make sense. His rifle's sitting next mm-hmm. to him.
1: And Don had been stabbed several times in the back.
0: So basically, they were putting the rifle there with the boys so mm-hmm. it would get destroyed by the train, probably? Mm-hmm. It, it did take him a while to like
1: determine all of this because oh, of the state sure. of the bodies of the boys. Well, he
0: probably had to Put back together what he could. Yeah,
1: and even he he said that there might have been more injuries. Mm -hmm. But when Doctor Malik was doing his autopsies, I said that weird. That's right. His autopsies, um, he had just absolutely destroyed the bodies. Whenever like he was like cutting it, cutting the bodies up, or yeah, you know, so there was basically no evidence after he did that. Right, and And the fact that
0: probably did that. I feel like he did that because he was lying through his fucking teeth and he didn't want anybody else to know like the real reason mm-hmm. i'm all I'm, this is all alleged and I'm just all this alleged. is speculation really speculation i'm just saying like he was like oh i'll just tear it up as much as i can yeah but so nobody fa- else like goes against me yeah not that he actually wanted to hide mm-hmm. evidence but just he didn't want anybody to go against what he said but the fact
1: that he um dr burton was even able to find those things in the boys was like miraculous i mean yeah
0: he's a good medical examiner oh yeah he
1: like actually did what he's supposed to do i'm I'm gonna applaud you i'm gonna applaud you when dr malik was asked about the stab wounds on don and his back
0: he literally said don't worry about it don't worry about it well when dr malik disappears don't worry about it (laughs) allegedly (laughs) allegedly He later
1: said, uh, Dr. Malik. later said that the reason that everybody was against him and, like, said that he wasn't crazy was because they were racist
0: because he was Egyptian. Doubt it. It's because you're literally a dumbass. (laughs) Like, a clown of a medical examiner. Nobody cares that you're Egyptian. No. I'm sorry. Like, no, buddy. No. You're just a fucking idiot. Yeah.
1: So, Kevin's mom, Linda Ives, was very adamant about finding out what really happened to her son and his friend. Oh, for sure. She was not happy with what has been said this far. Rightly so. She was basically running smear campaigns um, against like the whole like police force mm-hmm. for people to find out like what really happened. Yeah. Um, the sheriff eventually said that if she stopped being mean to him. He would run a true investigation. Oh, cry me a river. Literally, if you stop being so mean, then I'll find out what really happened to your son.
0: Like you're a fucking douchebag. Yeah. No, how about you do a complete investigation because that's what should have been done in the first. Because place. that's your
1: fucking job, right? So, Linda was then approached by Dan Harmon, and he's going to be a big part in this case. Okay. So, keep his name in mind. Dan Harmon. Dan Harmon. He was a local prosecutor, and uh, he said that he would do whatever they needed him to do to get the boys justice. Well, good. So, whatever, do not say good.
0: Oh. No. This guy's a fucking... Oh, well, Dan, That sounded... No. Genuine. Okay, no. good to know. Tis not Sorry, genuine. Sorry Dan, I'm taking you, back what I you said. You will
1: find out very soon why. Okay. Okay. Sorry. So, it actually turns out that there were quite a few witnesses to this case. Really? Just in the middle of the woods at, like, four in the morning.
0: Well, I mean, it's the 1980s. What is there to do? So,
1: about a year
0: after the boy's death,
1: so... There was, like, a year of just, like, medical examination and, like, going back and forth with them and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, about a year after their death, a witness came forward. His name was Keith Coney. hmm And he was the first person to speak about what he saw the night of the boys' death.
0: Okay. He
1: said he was with the boys the night they died and gave police his story. And then, a few days after he talked to the police, he was killed in a motorcycle accident where he was ran off the road by an unknown vehicle okay. okay okay witness no more a few months after his death another witness came forward keith mccastle to Keith um, he yeah i thought that was that was weird he gave his story and then he started to get paranoid that something was going to happen to him because okay. of what happened to the person before him keith yeah Um, He even went so far as to, like, give away his belongings and plan his own funeral. Like, he was really set. Like, something was going to happen to him. He was, like, very paranoid and scared. And sure enough, a few months later, he was found dead in his home and had been stabbed 113 times.
0: Well, it's a good thing he planned his funeral, I guess.
1: His neighbors said that he saw five men dressed in all black walk into his garage, and kill him. And then, the neighbor was charged with his death.
0: Interesting. Also, yes. what I want to know is, why is this case so important that they need five men dressed in all black to step into the garage? You'll I don't find know. out. Sometimes I feel like you some of the shit from the 1980s is so exaggerated. I'm no. just saying. No. Uh, like the five men in all black. Yeah, that's like is that a lot. seems like exaggeration. Yeah. But maybe it wasn't. I don't know. I'm just saying sometimes so, I feel like, you yeah. know, when people call fake tips in and like things yeah. like that they just So that's
1: two deaths. Two witnesses both died. Okay. A few months after the death of Kevin McCastle. Mm mm-hmm. sorry, Keith McCastle, I don't know why I put Kevin McCastle. Keith McCastle. Um, another witness came forward. Okay. Greg Collins. And then he was shot three times in the face with a shotgun and died. Three witnesses did. A few months after that, another witness, Daniel Bearden, had gone missing and has not been seen since. Still missing. (laughs) Never been found. Okay? That's four. A few months after that, another witness came forward. 21-year-old Jeffrey Edward Rhodes, and then he was found dead in the landfill. Wow. That's five. A few months after that, James Millen was found in his home and had been decapitated. Okay. And his head was missing. Can you guess the medical examiner that was on scene of the death of James oh. Millen? Dr. fucking Malik. What? He said the cause of death was a stomach ulcer. And his dog had ate the entire head.
0: No. Yes. The dog had crushed his skull and chewed his fucking head up? I think the fuck not. Sorry.
1: Well, a week later, after his death, his head was found in a dumpster. Of course, because Dr. Malik is a joke. Do you know what Dr. Malik said? it's not his head the dog must have threw it up (laughs) the whole head yeah and the dog's throat the head was decomposed it was like a medium-sized dog
0: oh i was about to say i bet it was a fucking chihuahua he's like it ate his head in
1: the video that i was watching for this case which i will link in the show notes that's where i've got most of my information from um the guy did a fantastic job on the video Mm -hmm. by the way but he literally said he, like, had to go looking to see what kind of dog it was because wouldn't it be hilarious if his dog was a chihuahua? But it ended up being, like, a mixed breed, like, medium-sized dog. I mean, not still, a, though. Not a
0: dog that would chew through an entire skull. And if the head was, like, intact, then it...
1: Yeah, it was, in, It was in like, decomposed because it had been a week.
0: Okay, then there's but no way that like, the dog still ate intact. it. intact. And why would the dog climb in the dumpster to throw it up? Okay. And also, how is it in one piece? Because the dog's throat... Is not, like, the size of a fucking human head. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm being aggressive this episode yeah, because this I'm dude's pissing you. me the fuck
1: off. So, James Mellon, who had, the man had that, had been canta- What? Contapitated? Decapitated. Was later determined to not be directly linked to the death of Kevin and Don. Okay. But it was just another, like, weird, weird cause of death- Determined by Dr. Malik.
0: Dude, I swear he's just, like, coming up with random shit I, I, no. to, like, see what he can do. Yeah. And see what he can say and get away with. Yeah. I swear to God. Allegedly.
1: So, so the sixth and final witness <laughs> mm-hmm. to this murder was Richard Winters.
0: I always like that last name, Winters, Winters. yeah. It always sounds, like, fancy.
1: Yeah. So, he was found dead in his home with a shotgun blast to the face. And what appeared to be a robbery, but was later determined to be a setup. So that's six witnesses, the only six witnesses, mm. that have spoke up about seeing what happened that night. Yeah. And they are all dead.
0: But their testimony is still there, right?
1: We'll get into that Okay. Later. Um, it was, yes. They did still have their testimony. Okay. But they had actually been lost. Like, the paperwork was gone. But we'll get more into it later. Really? Um, really? Yeah. So, now they have no witnesses. Yeah. There's no witnesses now. They're all dead. After the death of Keith Coney and Keith McCastle, the first two witnesses that, that died. Keith and Keith. Um, the case was shut down. Don't know why. They died and they were like, let's put a stop to this case. Which it's, it's just going to go cold for a while.
0: Well, that's kind of weird. So, at the
1: time... I don't that, know. Sorry. I'm, not a, poli- I'm not a is, police officer, so I can It is say. weird. Okay. It's like their witnesses started coming up dead, and then they were like, we should probably close this case for now. So, at this time that the case was being shut down, mm-hmm. a grand jury had been put together to go over evidence to see if there was anything substantial to hold a case. But, they were ordered... To never, ever, ever, reveal any of the evidence that was brought to the grand jury during this time.
0: Ever. I can understand that. Like ever,
1: for... not even in court, nowhere, ever.
0: It says during this time.
1: During this time. Meaning, the evidence that was brought during this.
0: So they time. weren't allowed to they ever. They were
1: never, ever, ever. Not even to years down the, the road. Evidence.
0: Because. Well, I guess it depends if it's solved or unsolved, because the jury shouldn't be talking about it if it is still an ongoing investigation. They were not allowed to talk about it at all, not even during court, during any court hearings, during any. Well, the jury shouldn't be talking in general. They should be listening to the case, right?
1: What I'm saying is all of the evidence that they that was brought to them. Mm hmm about the case to mm-hmm. determine if there was a case or not. Yeah. To determine if they were if it was an accident or if it was murder. All of the evidence. They were to never talk about. The case was closed at this time. They were trying to determine if they could open the case
0: to well, try then, and solve
1: it. Well then because, that makes
0: sense. But
1: they were even after even if they were to take it to court and they were never allowed to talk about it. The I judge
0: mean, That makes sense to me because if They were trying to get it reopened and it was going to be ongoing again, then why would they want them to release evidence? They're trying to keep stuff close to the chest. Only the judge and Don Harmon, the prosecutor, were allowed to
1: determine what evidence was to be talked about, what evidence was to be released. They were the- even if there was more evidence, Mm -hmm. even if there were more things that could point them into the direction of a suspect- Mm-hmm. They weren't allowed to say anything about it to anybody, to the police, and n- nowhere, at all.
0: Well, they're the jury. They're not supposed to be saying anything. A lot of the
1: members in the jury said that they want to get the evidence out there, so they yeah. can try and figure out who did this. Because if they have evidence, and they release mm-hmm. some the evidence to the public, then that public could help.
0: I don't know about that. Because, That's what I think. honestly, if they release... Well, at this point, it really depends on how this ends for me. It depends on how this case ends. Because at this time, if they're dry- trying to determine whether to reopen the case or not, I don't think the evidence should be released. Period. They, they were trying to determine,
1: right, if if it was an accident or not. Right. But which is why they closed it the case. If it
0: wasn't, if they determined it wasn't an accident and they did, like, a whole other investigation, then of course why would you release the evidence because then if the killer is still out there and the evidence is released and you're trying to interview people then everyone knows the evidence including the people you're interviewing though
1: because i'll tell you why allegedly the evidence was pointing to somebody that they don't want arrested
0: well, I mean, like I said, at this time I still think the evidence shouldn't be released if they That's were trying to determine whether the case should be reopened or not.
1: That's why Don Harmon and the judge mm-hmm. during this grand jury trial meeting mm-hmm. were the only ones to determine. No, I like get
0: what you're saying. Yeah, I still yeah, have yeah. the same point of view. Yeah. Like I still I'll think just make sure the same. you understood what I said. No, I completely hundred percent okay, okay, understand okay. what you're saying. I am saying I see what that you're saying. If they're reopening the yeah. case, then no, the evidence doesn't need to be released because if they go to interview somebody and they committed the murder they would only they would be the one to know some of the only right, things right. that actually happened which, so, which yeah. they do that a lot right so keep, that's why keep, i'm saying close to the chest i can understand at this time why the evidence yes. was not released okay and if it's still continuing to be ongoing or they were mm-hmm. it still wasn't closed i don't know how this ends if it still wasn't closed then yeah the evidence shouldn't be released mm-hmm. in my opinion yeah so
1: like i said darn harman and the judge would determine what evidence would be used
0: to make the case. Which I don't really know about that because I'm not a judge, I'm not a prosecutor. I don't know how that shit works in the court, right. so. So,
1: obviously all of their witnesses are dead. Mhm. So something Which is
0: like kind of like
1: something's damn, going on.
0: You can't bring any of them in the court to testify.
1: Which I think was the point.
0: Yeah.
1: Something something was going on there. Mhm. But that didn't stop a woman named Jean Duffy, who was head of the drug task force in Saline County, okay, which is the county that they're in, mm-hmm. on her first day, she was told never to use the drug task force to investigate any public officials, hm. which is her job. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you're a public official or not.
0: Right. It's the drug task force. Yeah. You, if anybody has drugs, then... Like regardless wh- of what how you How are, are you going to say
1: that when she's like the head of the drug task force? Right.
0: Yeah, that's a little sus for that's sure. That's going
1: to make her be like, "Well, now I'm going to look into the public officials cuz like" Right, because
0: now you're telling me not you're to. It so up obviously, to me. they're doing something. Something's going on. Yeah. So initially, her
1: investigations were not linked to the death of the boys. Okay. Um she was investigating some drug stuff that was going on. hmm But some of the people that she was talking to said that the drug ring around St. County had somehow, was somehow linked to the death of the boys on the tracks. Okay. So, like, there's some, like, undercover, like, drug shit going on. Okay. And a lot of people are starting to think that that has something to do with the reason the boys are dead. This was around the same time that all of the witnesses were going missing and dying. Okay. Don Harmon, this fucking prosecutor, started publishing stories in the paper about how Gene Duffy was a horrible public official and she needed to be ran out of office. He was for like no reason. Just like talking shit. He allegedly
0: did not want to get investigated, I assume. Mm hmm. Um, and it worked. They ran her out of office. I'm not surprised it's the 1980s. So,
1: the case was reopened in 1993. Um, Gene Duffy was ran out of office five years before that. Mm -hmm. So, it was closed for five years. Yeah. And, um, a man by the name of John Brown was assigned to the case. Okay. On his first day of investigating the case, he went on a little ride-along with one of his superiors. Okay. Who... Talked to him for over an hour, telling him not to look into the case at all. Sus. John said that at first, he was just saying, like, don't look into it. Like, it's not going to go anywhere. It's going to be really depressing. Like, two boys died, and you're not going to be able to solve it. Don't do it. But then, like, by the end of the drive, he was like, just leave it the fuck alone. Like, don't go into it.
0: Oh, so at first, he was, like, trying to be nice. But then he was like, don't fucking do it. Trying to make it seem like mm-hmm. it was actually... He was trying to do it for him. But, like, mm-hmm. then he's like, no. Nah. Like I like, said, don't, just don't fucking do it. The whole like, thing. Just, like, leave it
1: alone. Sus sucks. So, when Jean Duffy was doing her thing five years earlier, she actually mm-hmm. found another witness. But she got kicked out and was never able to, like, look into the witness. Mm-hmm. John Brown found the same witness... Once the case was reopened in 1993. Mm-hmm. But as soon as he found that witness, Don fucking Harmon started to threaten him mm-hmm. and the police and said that he would ruin all of them if they kept chasing the lead. If what they the kept, kept trying to solve the case.
0: How are you going to ruin us? I mean, I guess he thought he ruined Gene Duffy and got away with that. Yeah. So, so who was the witness? Don't know we'll find out in part 2. <sighs> that was a whole fucking mess, bro.
1: And that's where I'm going to leave you on a cliffhanger. Nice. Um this case is really frustrating. It's one of the most frustrating cases I've ever heard. Like it's just I mean ridiculous.
0: Yeah, that's fucking nuts, bro. Um
1: like I said, most of it is alleged take with it what you i mean think what you want yeah but still though allegedly Mm -hmm. (sighs) yeah we'll get into the rest of it in part two i hate to break it up into two parts but i mean we're already at
0: 49 minutes there
1: is still a lot of information to uncover and i really don't want to rush through the rest of it so part two will be up next week it will be worth it i promise Maybe. Maybe not.
0: How are you feeling, Michelle? Pissed. First, yeah. <laughs> Pissed. Honestly, like, some of the things. I'm, honestly, guys, I'm a very skeptical person. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm very skeptical. Like, I will literally try to find logic in anything or, like, a reason. There's you know no what logic I'm saying? But, this like, case. some of the things. In the case that you told me, I can kind of see like why maybe some of those things happened, yeah, or how someone came up about with this, or you know, whatever some of the things, but some of the things were just like
1: what literally, what? literally
0: wet <laughs> vocab word for these next two, like this episode and the next one, is wet, wet, <laughs> like literally how I feel at the end of this. It's like very confusing, um, that the police. Or the medical examiner was just like, no, they got killed by the train. Don't see that happening when the blood was like, yeah, deep purple, blue. Like it just, that stuff does not make sense to me. And the police and the guy saying like, don't look into it, period. Yeah. And then Don Harmon just being Don Harmon, I guess. Yeah. He's a fucking dick hole. Yeah. I'm, I take back what I said at the beginning because I thought he was about to be like, jumping in. Yeah. No, that's why no. I said, don't say that. <laughs> appreciate the warning but yeah yeah um
1: like i said um i watched a video on this Mm -hmm. that was sent to me by uh, my friend nolan he actually has a youtube channel that i will link in the description because it's pretty cool um the video i watched is by the youtube user wendigoon okay and he does an amazing job with the episode like so if you it want a visual great. go over there yes he's got like pictures and stuff up through his video and stuff it's a really good video go watch it um but i will link it in the show notes but don't don't watch all of it and ruin it before next week
0: <laughs> well guys go subscribe to our patreon if you haven't already we got bonus episodes over there. Mm-hmm. We got a new b- bonus episode coming out next weekend, and it's going to be mine. Mm-hmm. So be ready for that. I'm not really sure what I'm going to do yet, but I'll figure it out. Okay. It'll be good. So if you want to see the bonus episodes we have or read any of our notes, see how our notes are written, um, we kind of put a pause on the mukbangs until we get more patrons because it just takes a lot of time. It takes yeah. money, you know, and... I'm going to school soon, and Kirsten works a lot, so we just don't necessarily have the time or have the money right now, so we're just going to wait on that for a bit. But if you subscribe
1: to our Patreon, we will get back on it.
0: Yeah, I think what we're going to do on the Patreon is the mukbangs that are currently on there will just make it for, like the highest tier that we're gonna have and we'll just delete the mukbang one for now okay and then we just won't make any more until we have more time yeah because i'm gonna be doing school like a lot and working full-time so i will not have time
1: um go follow us on all of our
0: social medias yep at tcst podcast pretty much anywhere yep
1: true crimes and story
0: times on facebook they will all
1: be linked in the show notes as well in the link tree if you want to just click on there be easy um i think that's it i think that's everything don't forget to um go watch michelle's video from wednesday if you haven't already and come back next wednesday go listen not watch that's what i meant
0: (laughs) (laughs) all right see ya we'll see ya